welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. This is Adam speaking to you. Adam speaking to you from the from the ether of your internet, wherever you found this, whoever you are, wherever you are. I hope you're having a most excellent morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Um, you know, yeah, I yeah. felt like doing yeah, a little yeah. bit of a a little bit of an intro yeah, here yeah. before we dive into this week's episode uh, yeah, yeah. with Peter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, give a little background, maybe share a little bit, maybe check in a little bit, maybe just check in with myself, check in with you, you know, bring us up to the happenings of whatever is currently happening. And uh, to do that, I, I actually went and uh, I listened back to this episode. And it was probably the one, one of the most interesting episodes I've listened to since we've started this. In the sense that, in what I heard, and what I heard from me and from Peter, the dynamic of our discussion. It was interesting in the sense that I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was seeking to understand something that didn't want to be understood at the time. Um, you know, the, the, the week before... You know, last week's episode, the the darkness. You know, the uh, the uh, uh, the gift of darkness. You know, was a crowning achievement <laughs> in the realm of introspective understanding. It was a crowning achievement in what one is capable of when confronted with the sadness, the pain, the anxiety. You know, it it was uh, it was something special. You know, and the, and and I can say this because. It's one of the few episodes we've done where I've had where people have reached out and been like, you know what, bro, that was something special. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. And uh, it was right on time for me, too, because after we had recorded that episode. I, uh, you know, we do we do them on, we do these shows on Thursdays and, you know, me and Peter will get together, we'll do some yoga you know, and then we'll record the record the podcast for the week. And it was like, you know, after we recorded that show, Monday came around and something happened Monday where I was just getting my ass kicked by my brain. It just started happening. Filled with anxiety, constant thoughts about the future, the past, me, me, me based thoughts, overwhelmingly sticky me based thoughts. And um, I was in it. I was in the darkness. You know, it extended pretty much all last week. It went from Monday until Thursday, Friday-ish. And uh, it was good. It was really good that I had that episode with Peter to listen to and work on that week because it reminded me of what I needed to do, which was just sit in the shit, just be in it. You know, let it happen. Don't judge it. Don't identify with it. You're in the you're in the eye of the storm here. You're working out the awareness muscle. You're just observing, witnessing this shit show as it unfolds. And you're realizing that this is happening to the entity of you. It's not who you are. So you knuckle up, you knuckle down, and you just you sit in it. You let it you let it happen. You don't try to avoid it. You don't try to escape it. 
you know, and uh, it was nice to have Peter in my ear reminding me of what, what was, what the mission was last week. And, uh, you know, ended up, ended up getting together with him to do this episode that you're about to hear. And I was, I was, uh, how do I explain it? How do I explain this? What I'm trying to say is I want to make sure that if you're investing the time and the energy to be involved in this show, that it's, that I've done what I could to make it worthy of your attention is what I'm saying. So, you know, I I wanted to record this intro just to kind of give a background and also give a little bit of, um, I guess, some of the nuggets of truth I received from the conversation with Peter last week that I could share with you because we did not reach them in the conversation. <laughs> like there wasn't, it was all, it was all stuff. It was like I was milly mouthing my way around the issues to try to make sense of something. And I wasn't being very clear. I don't know what it was or what it was between me and whatever was, I think I, whatever, we, I'm pretty sure this is six and a half minutes in and I've been explaining, attempting to explain it, <laughs> but yeah. So the, the nuggets of truth, the nuggets of wisdom that I left this recording with is what I want to share with you because it's, it's, I don't necessarily know if it is shared, it, it, it'll be shared and it's not shared in the recording. So, so hopefully this can give you a little, a little bit of insight into what, what was learned and experienced after that conversation. And the first thing I would say is fear. You know, it was, uh, it was very apparent over the last week that I've had to recognize I've kind of I've kind of had my head in the sand in the sense that I, I'm not I'm not I'm not facing fears as they arise. I'm I'm allowing them to I'd been allowing them to unfold and unpack without taking any action. And um, in the sense I've been scared, I've been I've, I've just been kind of not I've not been moving towards things that could that could challenge me to grow in the moments that they occur. And it's, it's, it's basically, it's so important. It's so important that when, and it's happened a few times throughout this week, but when I experience the rising of anxiety consciously in a moment in time, and I realize that I have a choice. And I'll give you a simple example. I pulled into the driveway this week my neighbor just graduated from high school. It's fucking awesome. He's got his, uh, there's banners and stuff all over the house. It's really cool. He's And he was outside with his grandparents just hanging out. So I pull up into the into my driveway and I step out of the car. And in my thought, there's a thought. My thought says, that I want to I wanna say, hey, dude, congratulations. That's the thought, right? And I'm immediately filled with anxiety. And, and I'm consciously aware that like to move towards this is my opportunity for growth. And it's also been a, a tenet of one of the themes of the, of the books I've been reading, um, talking about openness, that we actually want to be open. We want to be um, put ourselves in a position to be vulnerable to an extent. And, and for me, that moment arose once I pulled into the driveway and was like, I want to, I want to wish this guy a happy congratulations for being a graduate. (laughs) I know this sounds kind of super dumb and simple, but this is, 
you know, it's, it's, that's kind of how it shows up for me in my life. Like, give me a microphone and a stage and I'll rip some raps, like no problem. But there was a time when I was goddamn terrified to do anything like that. And I spent a lot, I, I, dude, I, I used to just, whatever I was afraid of, I did to the point where it was, it was a form, almost a form of obsessive. Uh, it was like an obsessive form of, of, um, exercise, you know, like if you ever see people who are just like super way too yoked, like there's people walking around here, beefcake avatars that are way too yoked. It's like, they're, they're pushing too hard. Like nobody has to be that yoked. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> what a fun word that is yoked. Crack some eggs on these fools, dude. <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> cracking eggs, <laughs> cracking eggs on our insight muscles here. But what I'm saying is like, that's what I, that was my approach to my fears and my my creative uh, ambitions was I got way too yoked, goddamn it! I cracked myself like I cr- like it it literally, it it ended with me like it ended me essentially, you know like I went too hard in the paint towards my fears for a long time in in, in hopes of achieving or realizing some greater greater form to represent who I am or who I thought I was or what I think I am, you know just art shit like i just got too heady into the shit for too long because i felt not because i felt but because it it because it because i figured what else what else have we got to do <laughs> god damn it so why don't we why don't do that why don't i do that so you know since i've i've been reintegrating myself um you know, working with Peter, working on, you know, understanding deeper level of, uh, of, of relationships with reality or relationship with reality, uh, attuning to the moment, allowing myself to, to, uh, establish a level of congruency with, with me, me and my environment. Um, it's, it's, it's taken effort. It's taken discipline to, to orient myself in a way to where I feel, generally content on a regular basis without the need to exercise my will or exercise my creativity or exercise my pursuits or my ambitions or any of that shit it's 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 not it's it's i'm on a this is a new chapter for me and so i've I've, i'm i'm I'm, i've been part of the practice for me and the discipline is is letting go the tools that had allowed security for me for so long and a lot of those things are these art, these art things that I would do and the fears that I would face and the, the I guess my attitude the way in the way in which in, in the way in which I approached that. And so anyway, that was just a long sidebar to get to explain, I, not even explain, but just I was like, damn, is this really the story I'm telling? Like, <laughs> like just to, just literally all I need to do in this moment is congratulate somebody for graduating and I'm terrified like that's the fear (laughs) but that's how it shows up for me it's it's weird it's like I don't know that's what it is and um, in that moment I'm standing outside the car and consciously aware that I'm super anxious because I want to tell this kid he's he's good you're a good kid I want you to know that I want to just say like interact with another human being and I and I had to choose and I chose because of what I'd listened to and what me and Peter had talked last last week or this week that you're about to hear, because of what we discussed, it allowed me to conscious it allowed me to understand what was occurring and to consciously choose to move towards the vulnerable thing or the open thing or the thing that 
that was a little more frightening. Move towards the fear. And I did. I I, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I meandered my way over there. I kind of you know in my mind I'm picturing uh, I'm picturing Igor you know kind of from uh, from Frank Frankenstein. You know I'm kind of just like m- bumbling over there and I'm just like, hey dude, congratulations on your graduation, man. And he turns out, thanks, man. I was like, right on. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Um, and I walked inside feeling, you know, feeling like I did something today to, to face a fear. And, uh, yeah, there was, there's other events that have occurred this week. It seems to, be, it seems to be something I want to continue working towards, you know, um, but that's that's basically i think super important for us to i get i'm not i don't like using the word us cuz i don't know what you need i really don't know what you need <laughs> but for me to continue to work on is 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 recognizing when i'm experiencing fear and anxiety and choosing to move towards it i think that's where my growth can continue to occur and to ad- develop and to evolve um you know, uh, and, and doing it in a way without like this is the other thing, too, is like with all the fear based goal setting I've done in the past, there was always something to get with that. There was always I had a vision in my mind of who I could become or I had an ideal that I was striving towards. And so in essence, there was there was something I was hoping to get, even if it was imaginary. Um, and, and this way of approaching fear, this way that I'm currently, I'm currently working on is, is that I don't know what it is I'm hoping, like, I don't know. The only thing I can say that I'm going to get is just the work or like something like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know what the result of any of this shit's going to be. And it's, it's, uh, it's also kind of cool in the sense I don't just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not able to decide when it will occur. You know, I, back in the day, I could, I could literally, I literally wrote out on a list all the things I'm afraid of ever, of, of trying and doing and just knocking them off one at a time. So like I could, I could like literally find something to be, to move towards that I was afraid of. And like, that's where I say it's, it's a little masochist, is masochistist, masochistic of me. Is, is that even the right word? I don't know. I Masoch- it's when you're like when you're looking for something to stress or struggle about yeah so i was i've been looking for that now i'm not looking for it the struggle will find me or the or the the uh, the work will find me and i have to, and i just want to be prepared for that so i can begin to move towards it and grow so yes this is a long-winded way of saying that the content of this conversation um, is uh, it taught me how to recognize and become aware of, of of a new attitude towards approaching my fears. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Is there anything else? Glad you're. I'm glad you're still listening. You know, and uh, I hope this is enjoyable. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> I hope to you the best. This is the other thing too. I I was, you know, the things you say to others, you're really saying to yourself. I truly believe that the way we communicate to ourselves is also the way we communicate to others. I also believe that. And I was listening to this podcast this week and this dude ends every episode by saying, he goes, he goes, and I just want you to know 
I love you. <laughs> and I will not be doing that. <laughs> I, I, hopefully, hopefully you can feel it. Hopefully you can feel it through me I, that where I don't have to actually say it. But it feels nice when he said it. And when he says it, I believe him. You know what? You know what? I do love you. I'm going to say it. I love you. And I think you should know that. And uh, I think we should share that. I think we should share that. We should share it. We should scream it from the rooftops. <laughs> we should we should uh we should shout it at at our children. But yeah, that's uh, I think that's enough for me for now. Uh hope you enjoy this uh this convo with with Peter Kroonquist. Kronquist Kroonquist, Peter C. Um and thank you so much for for tuning in, joining up and listening. And and if if shooting messages and letting me know for for those of y'all that are hitting me up, like thank you. It 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 really uh it really means a lot to hear that people like what we're doing. Um and so we're gonna keep doing it. So without further ado, without further ado, I'm gonna drop us in. This is the nuclear fallout. That's what we titled it. Nuclear fallout of the uh shit show that was my life <laughs> last week and the shit show that was peter's life the week before this conversation is the the new clear fallout like a new clear like a new like clear the lenses of our of our vision let's have a new clarity here yeah it's super gay super gay uh not in a derogatory way like if you're gay i love you but it's it shit's weak you're not weak gay people are cool I have a rainbow tattooed on my arm, but uh, anyway, shit was gay. <laughs> the title of this is pretty gay, <laughs> uh, but I hope you enjoy it. This is Nuclear Fallout with Peter Kroonquist. Being a human is really a funny thing. Mm. It is. A, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm I'm doing okay, and I think we'll see. If, I don't know when when I'll be sort of fully back, if you will. But like, it, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. Now on to you. Let's talk about the shit show. Okay. I'm gonna warm my. I'm gonna. I think we're gonna go in right here, real quick with this. Okay. So. I've been in it all week, all week. <laughs> <laughs> it has been literally 
started Monday. I, I just I, I went to go for a jog in the mountains and literally was tripping like every few minutes on myself. Could not stay present. That's when I realized it was a problem. My thoughts were all over the place. Yeah. Just fear, anxiety. Um, where? How can I get this? How can I position myself to be to create that? And just and this is the craziest thing is if if I, I'm listening back to our podcast i'm editing it while all the while i'm experiencing the darkness for a few days like it's visceral and uh it was really helpful for me to have that to listen to while i was going through it because there was nothing i could do like i could not stop the pit in my stomach from leaving it's there you're there you're in it yeah i can't stop my brain from running the way it's running i'm just watching it and i wish i could laugh at it i really do but it's it only seems to be funny when I'm sharing, like okay, yeah, like I can't laugh at it while like I'm trying to while it's occurring, but it's it's like I'm all tied up. I'm all like right now it's just a problem. I'm just like I can't even get a a, a clean breath in before my brain decides to tell me what it should thinks it should be doing or thinks it's lacking. Right. It's just like you said, security threatened, financial, emotional relationships. And nothing, and this is the craziest part, nothing triggered this. Yeah. Nothing facilitated it. It right. just began to occur starting Monday of this week. And it's has it been pretty consistent through the whole week? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, woke up for early morning yoga, which was phenomenal. That was the, my first half of Wednesday was great, but... By the time it was three or four o'clock, it was game on again. It was back on, yeah. Back on. Yeah. It was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know? And it's like and by that point it was it was it was uh it was drastic. I had to call in the higher help, dude. Like I had to I had to had to go into my library yeah. <laughs> and find some dead people to talk to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I had to like it's like and it's so weird, it's so cool, I, I think, is that how lucky I, I, I get is I go to the kin my Kindle and I pull up the untethered soul and boom, the chapter I'm on is literally how to deal with what we're dealing with. And he's saying everything we discussed in the podcast in these like three chapters I read. Sure. And he's talking about openness and like letting it go. Like literally you can observe this thing. You can see it's happening, but you're, you're opening, like you're not closing, you're not closing off. And it, and it, and it's something I want to continue to try to practice. And the thing that I've lost over the last few weeks, if you've been listening to the show, you've, you know, we had the, I, the Napoleon Hill thing. And then before that was something else. But I found myself, um, I found myself going to sleep every night, essentially praying for wealth and waking up in the morning and doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Does not serve a person like me. Not helpful for someone like me. Sure. I, I have to keep my 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 aim focused on spiritual things. Um, I have to keep them on ethereal or um, di- divine type things. Like I got to like the prayer and surrender. Those are the two things that I've ceased practicing over the couple weeks, last couple weeks is is surrender of not even thoughts regularly just habitually but also experiences as they're occurring and recognizing and, and realizing that this is a this is a gift that i'm getting to experience it's not mine right 
Now, I was doing that regularly, like even in good times, up until two weeks ago. Then I found Napoleon Hill and just fell off the rails, dude. Yeah. So that's where I'm at, man. Like I, the, the yoga practice today was I went in there with just a sur- t- intention of surrender, you know, and just like death. I just take me out. Like I'm ready to be taken out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <sighs> feels good to get that out. No, then I, I appreciate you sharing. I was just curious. And that's like I'm always curious like when people go through sort of um those emotional things because it allows me to look at myself, I guess, and I can identify with the like the uh the power that can be involved with this literally literally like man, waking dude. up in a, like having a day or a week and I'm not even there for any of it. This is the thing, dude. What what I was practicing, what I was learning in regards to, I'm going to talk about prayer. So, we're talking about prayer. What I was learning in in regards to prayer was such a had such a powerful impact on my day-to-day hourly experience. Everything was fucking dope. And the things that I was that I had been trying to to work towards or to figure out once I really leaned into this contemplative, this contemplative way of being, everything started working itself out. And I, and I, and I, and it was almost as if the me I thought I was, was, was irrelevant. And I was just floating and it was like things were coming in and, and I wasn't having to do anything. Yeah. And so I sensed, I felt that power, dude. And then, and then, I, and then Napoleon Hill showed up, dude. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is obviously part of it because it's appearing in my field of vision right now. So I'm just going to, and this is my, my, what I'll do is like when I find something that I'm really into, it's all I'll do. I go all in and yeah. just drop everything I was doing before. Right. So, th- so now, so the power, the power took me out because I, I, I warped it and, and made it to be about, I mean, there's a, there's a passage in the, and this is, I started reading page 86 of the big book again today. And this, it's basically a page, it's a meditative page that basically describes how to put yourself in a position uh, to, to honor the will of the universe rather than your own. Like you're basically early morning, you're waking up and saying like, whatever your will is, Tao, universe, way, whatever, I'm here to be of service to that, the undefinable expression of the cosmos. I'm here to service that. I'm here to be an agent for that. It's not about me. And I'd, I'd stop doing that, by the way. So okay. I, so I started doing it again a couple of days ago, and there's a line in there that really, really nails what happened to me is it said, we cannot, a, any level of self, I can't remember, I can, I'm trying to paraphrase it, but it says, um, when we pray for ourselves, those are, it's like literally tells you straight up in those pages, we do not pray for ourselves, it doesn't work. Like we've, we've tried and it does not work. Yeah. And that's what I had been doing. I'd been doing it. That's cool. Yeah. And I had to learn from it, I guess. Yeah. It's, that's cool. That's the stuff though. Like, see, if I don't, if I don't play with any of this stuff in my life and I'm not willing to take a look at how I experience it, then it all just becomes a crapshoot. So that's the beauty of that's the beauty. And we sort of talked about it, I think, a couple of episodes ago when, you know, things sort of work in this big circle, like in this, this cyclical nature, right? And for me, sometimes I can go, to, I can go into, the, into the rabbit hole with something. 
and you know get stuck in it for a little while and then sort of recognize that I'm in this rabbit hole and then remove myself from the rabbit hole and then look at like well why was I in the rabbit hole like what about what part of me was found it necessary to do that right and it's always from a um it's always from a place of fear it's always from a place of wanting to get something that I don't have or wanting to like and it's it's not about letting it come it's about me getting it like I'm literally I I think I can get it Mm. and so it all it all comes from this place this like this thing that we've been talking about for a while now where it's this inside place where I'll, I'll jump into these different modalities or these different techniques or these different things because I think I don't already have it. And that's the thing that I always recognize is that when I jump into the rabbit hole, I don't get upset that I jumped into the rabbit hole. I, I, I try to look at what, what was it that I was looking to get out of that? Like what, what part of myself wasn't there, right? Like how did I, what was I missing? What did I think I was missing? For yeah. me, for me, it's it's like um, if, if something if something I'm doing makes me elevates my mood, it elevates my it elevates me. It's like I I, I just I I want to throw gas on that. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a stimulation thing. It's an emotional thing. Where I think the more I chase it, or the more I I put it in, the higher I can get off of it. Yeah. And the so the thing, right, is is that and I was thinking about this when you were sharing, is that I see more of like when you're talking about Napoleon Hill and you're talking about uh maybe different meditation processes or techniques or uh even the big book stuff, right? Like all of that is under the same roof for me for the most part. Like I don't jump into the whole Oh, Napoleon Hill is amazing. I'm going to focus on that for as much as I possibly can. I see no, I see that information of Napoleon Hill as a as a part. It's under the same roof. It's 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 tough. It's it's under it, the same roof. So I I don't. What I'm saying is is I don't compartmentalize it as much. Right. Yeah. And it, and it's it's tough. It's tough for me because like, and I remember I remember viscerally. I'm 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 running the mountain and I put Napoleon Hill on and I hadn't listened to it. Right. Yeah. It was my first time and I was like, something told me to put it on. And it like, once it started playing, it was like, that song, I got the power. It was like, (laughs) you got the power, dude. Like, you're going somewhere now. You're going some matter of fact, it's already here. So you're doing the things that you're doing because it's already here. You're going there because it's here. Right. That's, and that took like, that's the, that's the antithesis of what I had been experiencing up until that moment, which was just harmony, serenity congruence peace just there was no me it was like i was part of this thing as it was expressing itself so let me ask you a question about that did you did you feel when you were experiencing that that you were being uh that you were in self no, it was as it was as if I didn't have to worry because I was being taken care of. 
No, when you were listening to Napoleon Hill. Oh, no. That's the thing. That's why it's so tricky. Did you, did you feel really, like, selfish and self-centered and, like... Mm-mm. No, the, it was like I'd warped it as being some... A manifestation of uh, something... Uh, I didn't. That's what's scary about it. I didn't. I didn't. I was just like, this is who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's just too, and, and there, that's that's actually what's so troubling about like you know I've I've done the the inventory and the self examination this year, and what's so troubling about my natural state of of being is in, inherently and intrinsically there's a part of me that that fully believes he's special, like that's and and w- is willing to work and or sacrifice to honor that part of myself. So there's this, and it's it's programmed in by my. Family and my whatever, my culture. Yeah, so I mean, here's here's an interesting thing. If if you, so you you will will hear that sometimes where someone will say, "I'm naturally that way," or "That's naturally my," and I don't really buy that anymore. And the reason why I don't buy it is because at some point in my life I had to learn it. So one of the things that I'll do sometimes is I'll just think about my name, right? And then I'll think about everything that could potentially be behind my name. So every label or everything I've ever been told or shown, any judgment that's ever been made about the label of my name. And then I'll th- and then I'll I'll think, well, if that was just uh removed. Like if that whole thing was just gone. Hmm. How would I live? And so the thing the thing that came to me was well, I would I would essentially just be a tree or I'd be a, like a, like a squirrel. I mean, I watch the squirrels all the time in my, out the window. I mean, they just, there's no, we just call them squirrels. We don't say Jake, you know, or Sam, yeah, right. Or Olivia. We just say, Oh, there's a squirrel. Yeah. So, but we don't walk around in the world saying, Oh, there's a human. Look at that human that's playing. Or look. Yeah. We say, oh, there's Adam. But Adam's not really Adam. Or Peter's not really Peter. So it, it's not the, the, that whole natural thing is that's that's what would that that's a conditioning thing. That's something that was that had been hardwired or been been developed in my name off of my name. Yeah, and it's it's making me think about early childhood what you just described because there was none of that going none of that going on. No. Everything was I I I it was a, it was a weird thing in the sense that I felt I felt special only in the sense that I was existing. But there was no but I wasn't any more or less special than anyone else I was around. We were all like it was just yeah, I remember just being like amazed with everything all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's the natural state. 
the nameless person. Right. A, yeah. A nameless human, a labelless human, is is the natural state of a uh, of an individual, of a human being, and you see that with. Um, I don't know if you've looked at any of the Bodhisattva stuff, but Alan Watts does a talk on the Bodhisattva, where uh, the person essentially does their duties as a as a as a human being and then they and what i mean by duties is they they might raise a family or work jobs you know create financial security to a certain point to where then the the children can then carry on and then they just leave. So they they disconnect from the from the community. And essentially they go out into the woods or they go out into nature alone. And they find out who they really are. And they oftentimes will have a guru or a someone that can help guide them in the process. So this is that I love that. I love that story. I love that. You know what I'm talking picture. about, right? I do. Yeah, well yeah, well, I just I just just heard it. <laughs> no, I know, but had you heard that story had you heard that stuff before from the people that I admire the most have either done it or talked about it. Okay. And that's and I and like what you're describing, I love it because and I'm relating it to my own experience because I fully believe because I've done it that you can actually position yourself to exist in that way in our current culture without actually having to go into the woods. No, but here's the thing about the Bodhisattva. Yeah. Is that the Bodhisattva comes back and plays again. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't stay out in the in the woods. I know, but like that's they come back after after coming home to who they really are. And that and that's for me just that has been the pandemic for me when the pandemic hit. It was literally like I was in my backyard reading, not reading, listening, looking. I was literally just existing for like a month, yeah. two months. It was the it was the best thing that had ever happened to me. Right. And. Um, and then, and, 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 and I say that because like over, over time, what I began to realize is the contents of my consciousness. I began to discover the objects as they appeared in my consciousness. And I began to get some separation from the me I was fighting against. And I began to see it as the illusion that it was. Right. And, um, and so Along the along the way, you know, the world's opening back up, and and I'm, you know, we're participating again. I'm participating again. And up until this last couple weeks, I had arranged my routine and the stimulation that I surrounded my with and myself with in the form of literature or videos on YouTube. Like I just did not. I, I wasn't, I, I, I basically indoctrined myself in my own sanctuary right. in the form of holistic content or deeper level Taoist philosophies of, of just honoring the, the, just the magnificence of being 
and 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 being and 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 staying in the awareness part of myself you know the part that's observing adam as it's participating throughout the day like i literally hunkered down and just hung out there for the longest time it was dope yeah and then goddamn Napoleon Hill showed up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you now, and, th- and this is a question that occurred while you were sharing your story. Okay. I want to I I ask you about fear. Yeah. So the fears I've been experiencing this week have all been irrational. Just a- I think it is anxiety. You asked me before yoga, are you experiencing anxiety? I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i said i just i just I'm, sh- I'm a shit show i don't know what anxiety <laughs> is but i've been miserable well you you said it when you had the pit in your stomach that that's anxiety yeah so yeah massive amounts of anxiety okay so <laughs> <laughs> so i want to ask you about fear because okay. when, you, when you brought up when you brought up the when we were we were just talking about the, the nature of childlike wonder and i remember being a kid and moving into my new neighborhood in the third grade and up until that point i just had I'd always had friends, but now I'm displaced in a new environment with people I don't know. And I saw these kids playing hockey and I used to, I was all, I loved playing hockey, dude. It was, we always played hockey back in Tulsa, all me and my friends, my whole childhood growing up roller hockey. And now there's these kids in this new, new neighborhood. I'm in all playing hockey and they're happy and, and I want to play too. Right. And I remember asking my parents, like, what, how do I how do I go play? And they're like, you just go ask him. Say, introduce yourself. Say, my name is Adam. Um, can I play? And I remember being so scared, and recognizing that fear, and it being viscerally visceral, super visceral. And it was actualized. It wasn't like the bullshit that I just experienced this week of just. I think that's anxiety. I guess we can redefine that for myself. Was anxiety some fear rooted anxiety, illusory? This was visceral of knowing I'm going to confront these people I don't know and introduce myself in hopes of playing. And um, I'm still dealing with that today. It occurred today in practice, in yoga practice, the fear of introducing myself or engaging with someone I've never met. Right. So I want to ask you about that. How do you, how do you, how do you, is the, are those fears worthy of working towards in, in in what way do you do it or how do you recognize it? Is that normal? Yeah, it's well, I mean, of course it's it's a natural it's a natural thing based off of the character that's been created over the last for me thirty three years. So there would be no fear if there was nothing to compare it to. So if there was nothing if 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 there wasn't any anything there, right? Like so you use the fear of playing hockey, like asking the kids if you can play. So the only way that that fear exists is if it's in comparison to, to something else. So what I'm saying is, is that there, there has to be, there has to be sort of two things taking place. There, the, the fear of asking is taking place in the future, but it's, going against something that's in my character, something that's been labeled. So there's there's some and it's coming out of Peter if that makes sense. And it can be a variety of different things. But the fear t- the fear comes out of the character the fear comes out of the label machine. Out of it it comes out of Peter or like in your case for the with the hockey thing Adam. Does that make sense? 
I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to connect so, it with my experience. Right. So, so you already had. You'd already had an identity of Adam when you were asking the kids to play hockey. Did I? Yeah, because you wouldn't have had a fear if you didn't. Like, I don't think a squirrel has a problem collecting a nut, like from another squirrel's tree. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. Like, it's uh, uh, it's it's recalling another memory when I wanted to ask Nicole to ride bikes when I was five five years old. Yeah, but there's something. There was a fear of asking her to go ride with me and my dad. Yeah, but it's coming out of it's. It comes out of Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one experiencing it. Yeah, and and what I wanted to so uh, let me, I'll, let me try to unpack it a little more. So Monday I was working with a sponsee and we did the step work. And we went to a meeting and he drove and he, cause he asked me if I wanted to go. It was like a young people's meeting out in Woodstock and I was scared. I was scared when he asked me if I wanted to go and, uh, but I recognized the fear and I decided it was an adventure. I said, you know what? I've been sequestering myself in these, in my own world, you know, let's, let's go dabble into some fear again. Um, and I went with him, sat in the ride there. It was exciting. I felt alive. It was visceral. There was anxiety. I show up. There's tons of people. I don't know who to do, how to do, and what my hands are doing. I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm overwhelmed by the massive amount of people our age. Yeah, it gets, it's great, right? It's great. I'm sitting in there. My brain's running a million miles a minute. I get to, sh- I end up sharing, and it's like a fucking, like a dope-ass share where I'm like, that's awesome. It wasn't me. It got shared. It's dope. Like, yeah. Anyway, so that none of that, none of these cool, alive, lively experiences would have happened if I had not moved towards the fear. Yeah, exactly. So, like when you were talking about the the hockey thing, right? Right. So the thing that's coming out of Adam, and I can identify with that, is is the rejection piece, right? So, like, there's a fear that I'm not going to be accepted or be able to participate. Yes. So there's, but that's the other piece of it, right? And that rejection piece is a conditioned thing that comes out of Peter. Because if you didn't have any, if you didn't, at some point I'd already experienced rejection or at some point you'd already experienced what it felt like to not be a part of something. Whether that was conscious or not. Wow, you're just, you're making me think. Because if it was something that I really wanted to do and I didn't have that piece of rejection, I didn't have that rejection experience, right? then I would have no fear of asking anybody what, what to do. So like in relationship to like for me, for instance, and I'll speak for myself, I have no fear of being rejected anymore. I don't have any fear of being rejected. If there's somebody I'm interested in talking to, I'll introduce myself. If they're not, if I'm not interested in talking to them, I won't introduce myself. You don't feel any fear? No. Because there's nothing to be rejected over. There's no reject. There's no, nothing to be rejected. Does that make sense? Yeah, log- logically and and uh, co- yeah, coherently, yes, makes sense. It, 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 it like it sounds pure. Yeah, I don't. I don't fear. I don't fear the rejection anymore. I fear other things. Like one of the fears that I still experience is like not being good at work right but like going into an interview and having an interview uh 
having someone say that I'm not being I'm not good enough for the job. I don't have any fear of that. I don't have any fear of being turned down for a date. How? How, dude? <laughs> like, have you warped your mind in a way? No, to because there's nothing to be re- there's uh, there's nothing to be rejected. There's nothing to be rejected. Yeah, there's no. There, I'm not making. It's not. There's nothing I can do about it. So, for instance, if I wanted to play, I okay. So, my, I I grew up playing playing hockey in Minnesota. Right. This is actually kind of a funny story, and um, I ended up playing at a really high level. And I think I've talked about it with you a little bit, but like, we touched on it. I I ended up playing on a team. Uh, that had uh, every single player on the team played Division One college except for me and one other kid. I played golf and the other kid didn't make it. But out of out of the out of those Division One players, over half of them played in the NHL, and a large portion of the other half played uh, professional hockey for a long period of time. Hmm. So it was like an elite level of. The 87 age group that I grew up in was was an elite level hockey um, group in Minnesota at the time. Right. So I played all the way up through through high school, and I had to make a decision if I was going to keep playing hockey or go and play golf. And I decided to go and play golf. Um, and had I had to let the hockey thing go because I couldn't do both anymore, which was fine. It was you know I made the right decision for me at the time. So, anyways, I moved to Atlanta. And man, I find out they have they've got uh, a hockey league down here. They've got um, the guys get together and there's a there's a hockey league, a, a a men's hockey association. And so I got around a uh, a couple of buddies that were playing, and I asked them if I could play on the team or whatever. And the fuckers never, never let me play on the team. And I found out from one of the guys that I asked a year later, this guy named uh, Garrett, that he never he didn't think I was a good enough hockey player, right? And this was kind of, it was, I don't think it was a dick move on my part, but like, kind of was a little bit, because I started asking. I was like, oh, cool. So like, you don't think I'm I'm skilled enough to play on your team? So tell me a little bit about your background. Like, where'd you play and what'd you do? Right. And so he starts talking about how he grew up in Florida and played on this team and that team. And then when he got to high school, he played in the the Select Festival, which is a national program that ends up. Uh, it, yeah, it's a it's a big thing for USA Hockey. I said, "Oh, Garrett, by the way, just a question, man." The U-17 National Festival, where did that take place? He's like, I think it was in Detroit. I said, there's no way it can be in Detroit. (laughs) I said, it takes place in Lake Placid, New York, every fucking year. (laughs) U-15, U-16, and U-17 is always at Lake Placid. Always. That's where the camp is. Uh He's like, how'd you know that? I was like, dude, because I played in it. Right. And he's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, Garrett. Like, that's what I, I told you, like, I can play the game. I'm a good enough player to play the to play with you guys. I want to I want to the guy just he just kept rejecting me and rejecting me and rejecting me. Right. Right. But 
the point that I'm trying to make here is that the piece, that piece of rejection is really, really a powerful thing because that rejection is what, at the time, kept me from pursuing playing, like in Atlanta, because I had this, I, I just got tired of being rejected, like putting myself out there and asking, hey, can I play, can I play, can I play, and then them saying no, 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 and I finally just sort of quit even asking anymore but I I still had a fear of being being turned away because I felt inferior or whatever Mm. now in retrospect I should what I what I would have done now is I would have just found another dude on the team and asked him right I would have went around it so that I could have at least played right or got more information on other teams that I could have played on right but I was so stonewalled by the rejection piece that I couldn't keep pursuing something that I wanted to do. Hmm. And then when I started looking at all of that, as I got, you know, I started doing some of this stuff, I started to see how fucking silly I was being when it came to putting myself out there with things that I wanted to do. Cause I clearly had had this fabricated idea of my, my self worth was attached to what other people did or didn't do. And then the other thing that I recognized on the other side was that none of that was any of my business. It was nothing that I, so if I go up to a, if I go up to someone and start talking, like we were talking in the car, like, Hey, my name's, my name's Peter. Nice practicing next to you. Right. I have no fear of being rejected. None whatsoever. Because there's nothing that can be rejected. Does that make sense? Or not? It makes sense. Because it's coming out... It's coming out of... It's coming out of my name. It's coming out of my name, which is a fucking... I guess it has... I guess where I'm caught up in is the the desire or the the interest it's like all i'm interested in this person i'm interested in communicating with them sure so in, in some in some sense there's something i want now do you not experience that that's feeling of want or that feeling of oh certainly i i experience experience like instinctual desires right 100 percent, yeah and when in pursuit of those instinctual desires do you have the fear of rejection or is it just no. you what well, how do you how do you what how do you what does what that you just I don't understand no because I go after what I want but I recognize that it's not in my power to make that happen so you know that there's nothing you can say or not say that's going to even cause anything yeah there's nothing I can do the only thing I can do is just make like make an extension just Make an input. Yeah, move towards. Put something in. Yeah. And then keep going with it. If it's something I'm interested in, like keep keep getting rejected, but keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Hmm. So like for me, if there's something I'm really interested in, I just don't quit. But I also don't lose sleep over it either. 
Hmm. I, I mean, take um. Take um. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna. I just. It seems like it seems like for me. The. The fears that I may experience when a door is open before walking through that door. Now, I've got years and years and years of experience now of incredibly awesome things occurring when I walk through that door. Right. And over the... And I I guess I just... I've always... It's always been that way for me. Even since I was a kid, I've always been afraid of either talking to the pretty girl, uh, going out for the team, trying uh, for the job, anything I may be going for, stepping on stage, whatever it is that I really want. Like I really want to be the dude on stage who can rip it, like, and I'm scared because there's an ideal. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. That shit comes out of Adam. Right, and so since, so like, so since... Since it seems to me that I'm back in that state of experience again, it yeah. happened Monday, and I and I went into it, and came out, fucking lit, stronger. Um, and then today there was an opportunity, and I went, man, man. That's why I wanted to ask you today: is 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 like, is it just is it? Because I know, and we were talking about this before we started the show, knowing that there's nothing we can say to another person in real time to help them acclimate to what it is they are, right. or trying to go, or whatever. Right. So. So yeah, it it seems like it seems like for me, if I'm if I'm really digging into this and taking in what you're saying and applying it to my experience, this is one of those things that is. That I'm I'm going to it's not something that I can I can logically or conceptually solve. It's something that I'll have to move towards to experience. Yeah. And the only the only fucking way, man, that I can I can go through I can take something th- from a place of theory to a place of experience is through practice. So I actually have to do it. So that means I have to say, hey, you know, thanks for a great practice or go up to that um, that boss or that colleague and put myself out there in, in front of that situation. Mm. Right? And... There's, you know, you can sometimes probably experience a little bit of it in the workplace. Um, And you can also experience it in families, too. One of the things that I was, I was afraid of my, uh, I was afraid of my dad for a long time. And I was afraid because I had, again, all of this shit in my mind about who I thought I was in relationship to what he thought I was. It, it completely froze me to being able to speak my truth or say anything that I wanted to say. And now there's, I don't have that anymore. I'm not afraid of 
afraid of my dad. You know, I'm not afraid of like letting him down. That 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 doesn't. I don't experience that anymore. It's not about him. You know, it's not about me living a certain way so that he can feel good about my life. It's about me living my life and then owning my life and then allowing him to experience himself in relationship to it however the fuck he wants to. Hmm. It's the same thing with asking the asking out, you know, a, asking out someone for a date. Right? Like my job is if it's something I'm interested in, my job is to pursue. My job is to ask. My job is to put myself out there. It's so interesting because it's so interesting because like the interest that occurs that arises from within isn't it's not like I'm choosing and it's not like it's a common occurrence. Right. Right. That's what makes me feel like I guess because I'm so experientially in tune with what is occurring each moment. Every time the moment occurs where interest arises, it feels like it'll be the only time I'll ever, it'll be there and like all the chips are on it. Exactly. And that's not accurate. It's not accurate. There's always. Always. Something new. Always. And I get caught up in thinking that now is the only time there ever is. Right. And so that frees me up. And it also shows that when I'm thinking that way, I'm in a really closed minded isolated place it is i mean it literally my body responded to it by closing itself off yeah it was like oh this is something that there is an opening and i could move towards it but my body closed yeah don't want to don't want that to happen anymore Right, and that the only way that, like I said, the only way that I can walk through that is to practice it. If it's something that I want to, so, I so want now, to pursue. So now I want to ask you about conscious decision making. Okay. So, so the, the, let me start by saying the experience that I enjoy the most is when de- decisions happen on their own. When there's a fluidity of life as it expresses itself through me and around me. It's like... I don't have to think. Um, actions arise from the spontaneity of existence within me outwardly. It's I'm part of that. Like that's my favorite. It's, it's, the Chinese call it Wu Wei. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make. It. So look at what happens. Look at what happens to um, people that we hang out with in the in the in twelve step recovery. So I come in and I'm, you know, I'm dying. I, I, I'm totally at my wits end. I don't know what to do. I can't stop doing the thing I don't want to do. Right. I'm totally beside myself. Right. All that happens is that I come to a place of complete deflation, really. And I become willing and open to learning a new way to live my life. So then I get get down the road a little while. I do this. I take a look at my powerlessness, and I take a look at 
this access to power and I take a look at how I've been the mass how I thought I was the master of director or the the director of the show master of ceremonies all this sh- stuff right and then I get into this inventory piece and I take a thorough I make a thorough house cleaning I look at my whole life and I look at how I've showed up in my life and I go through all of that and then I share all of that with another human being that I trust and I'm comfortable with and then I invite this power into my life to help remove all of the things that are blocking me, all of these defective character habits and traits that I've accumulated out of this monstrous self-will-run-riot situation. And then I go through that, and I get all the way up to a place where I start to go out into the world and try to set right some of the things that I messed up. I'm already learning. I'm... I'm, I'm consciously incompetent then I get to a the back uh, the back half and it I start to learn how to develop a life of prayer and meditation and I start to learn how to develop the ability to connect with this intuition and this this thing in me and the ability to be of service to other people and maybe be helpful maybe to extend my hand maybe to be be out there a bit more service-wise. And then I just keep practicing and I 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 keep practicing over and over and over and over and over again and then it just becomes the way I live. But it is not the way that I lived seven years ago. And so the action patterns, the action patterns and the motivation changed. And all of a sudden it becomes, I mean, I can't tell you, I literally can feel, I just, I unconsciously do things way differently than I did seven years ago. I mean, that's, but there was a time where I was walking around in the day and I was like, okay, where are you afraid? Like, are you you experiencing fear right now? Fuck yeah, I'm experiencing fear, right? Are you resentful about anything? Yeah, man, that that person stole my deal. They stole the fucking deal. They changed the candidate information. They put their name on it. They get paid, you know, the commission, and I don't. Fuck them, right? I look at that, resentment. Oh, wow, okay, cool. I consciously am practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing to now, I still am practicing, but... I recognize the fear and I recognize the resentment. I recognize all of this stuff so naturally, like habitually. Burritos? Burritos. Well, you want to you wanna wrap this thing up? Yeah, man. Eat some burritos, watch some hockeys? Yep, clean episode. Very clean. I'm, you know what's funny about this is I'm, I... I don't know how I feel about it, and if my experience tells me anything, generally the 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 things where I don't like, I don't have a f- excited or no no, I have a feeling of not knowing how it was, <laughs> generally turn out the best. All right, cool. Let's let's go with that. Yeah, we'll just follow that that instinct. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Enterito burrito, hockey, and uh, uh, Dorito. Signing off.
That's my location, life and death, what we was facing Boy, gotta get that motivation Back in the basement, look at my idols, I'm feeling adjacent Doing the shit that I wish I was doing, I'm feeling impatient Throwing parties and catching cases, that's the life with that basic I've cooked, I can't erase it, if I could, would not replace it Grow up all alone, had to teach myself to tie my laces What's the deal? I'ma play the field. Rap pack, we keep it real. Nothing but love to the people that paved the way. So a brother like me, he could get it today. Antoine, Erica, and 3K. Can't forget those ain't here today. R.I.P. J.G. and Pimp C. Pay your respect, so don't hold it against me. Devil, he calling me. He let it tempt me. God exempt me. Why you sent me here? What I think about year to year. What I've been through, these people only seen through a people yeah. Not a single one got an idea. So I write it down on this page. Feel like I'm 35 times my age. Look in the mirror, don't know what to say. But I'm happy the man I yeah, yeah. I said I'm happy the man I is, and I'm proud of the man I become. I'm proud that I'm from a slum and never got cold. I never got numb except for the winter time and then some. I transcend and I transform. Poetic vision in rare form. Growing up, nobody there for him. I promise when I have a family, I'ma be there for him. I love hip hop. Hate a motherfucker gon' kick rock. No matter what happened, I'm never gon' stop. Like Cole said, if they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down. But I'ma let the world know cause I'm too high up to hit the ground. This shit right here is like therapy, spit it barely. I ain't perfect, I got problems. I got issues like People Magazine. Shoot from the hip and reload the magazine I wish I could just go on forever Forever, ever, and ever But this rhyme, ill as it is divine Gonna be cut short today Cause I'm out of studio time Only thought I was recording these horns And not no rhyme What can I say? Inspiration hits at any time So I guess I'll have to conclude All my thoughts another time Another rhyme Another, another, it were a rhyme 